Oh, gnarly, dude. Looks like you just went overboard. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Overboard. I'm your host, Jenny. And I'm Anthony. And today we're doing another episode of What's Up With That, where we review what happened in the month prior. Obviously, we're running a little late We uh, on this month, so bear with us. We're going it's, over June. It's been rough. You but know, <laughs> June has been a really rough month. And I, I don't know. I don't know if you agree with me. Like, oh, obviously, sure. we moved in the month of June. And there was a lot going on. And then just like the world just got real angry real quick. And everybody's just, I don't know. We're, we're going to get into it. It's definitely arguably, arguably one of the worst months. Of 2020. Of so 2020. Far. <laughs> and like we've 20. had a lot of bad months. But I don't know. Like this is just like the most the most negative month of of 2020 it's it's so both far. the most negative and the most positive in a way like at the same like it's very like does that make sense at all like no, it's negative yeah, but it's also like there's what positive we're about things to talk about right yeah like so i guess we'll just get into it we're gonna it's the over. most negatively positive month of 2020 <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah so i guess we'll just start with um for the, those who haven't listened to our past podcast, you'll know that Anthony and a little bit of myself are very big fans of EDM. Uh, and recent or in the month of June, it came out that Bass Nexter is being accused or accused of sexual assault. Yeah, he's he's got a s- s- trigger warning for anybody, you know, listening. But um, right now, Bass Nectar or Lauren Ashton, who's one of the largest performers in bass music. Um, It came out that he has, you know, potentially sexually abused um, many, many young fans. And there's been a couple cases reported where the girls were under the age of 18 um and he was trying to like groom them which for anybody who doesn't know what grooming is grooming is where um a pedophile or somebody older and of age um forms a relationship with a minor um and tries to make it positive, you know, flirts with them. But grooming is like where a pedophile will build a relationship with the underage minor. And then once that minor becomes of age, then they attempt to have sex with them. It's kind of confusing in itself. But anyway, he's got allegations out about um, and claims were made against him that, you know, he was having these on... Um, somewhat abusive and I guess, you know, like predatory relationships with young fans and taking advantage of it, them. Which is it, horrible, because especially power. because like he is um, probably one of the 
biggest EDM um oh what do you want to call that stars i i yeah i would say he's probably one of the he is probably like the biggest as far as um following and events and the amount of money he has flowing through him um he definitely is one of the largest at least in the bass music scene you know like mm-hmm. there's still like house music and all that but like as far as like dubstep uh in heavier bass music like he he's the guy like he's got one of the largest followings you know every time he throws a curated event um you know it's 20,000 plus people just there for him like yeah which so that's it's kind of sad lot. that like these allegations are coming out because like that just shows like he's using his power and influence for like you know negative stuff right like and i mean abusing his power i guess it's it's definitely an abuse of power at the end of the day and it's like it's wrong and it's i'm i hope that the victims um that are speaking out um can feel at peace and know that the edm community is supporting it, them too yeah and like yeah. i've seen so many posts from like edm like twitter accounts and stuff saying that they're right. like denouncing him and stuff so like it's important that they know that they're being supported and like not no definitely you know, like called. we're not just you know either not being shamed and now they have a platform to speak and speak about their experiences so in whole in you know in essence this is definitely hopefully making the edm community better um Mm -hmm. in a way but it's it's really sad because again like you know i am was a huge bass nectar fan like the production and the absolute energy and feeling that Lauren Ashton and his team could put into their the their curated events and their shows is is unparalleled. Like there's only a few artists out there who I think could even match the production and overall mixing style. Like Excision's one of those artists. He can max. Uh, he can like match the team's production, but. That's not what like going to nectar shows were about, you know, at least for me. And I I think a lot of the base nectar community could agree with this. A base nectar show when you were going to a curated event. Yeah, it was about the music. Yeah, it was about, you know, Lauren Ashton and his team, like absolutely going batshit crazy on with their production and giving you the best show you could imagine. Mm -hmm. But it was about the community. And that's what's so hard about this is like the amount of love and appreciation and just connection that I think Bass Nectar's fans like mutually feel with each other. Um, is unrivaled in the EDM scene. I, I think it's one a very, very tight-knit group. And, you know, like, Bass Nectar fans get a lot of uh, a bad rap because there are some people who are very cringeworthy. But um, they definitely don't define um, most Bass 
base heads and yeah, it's, it's still so hard and sad because, you know, and it's even, I I, I want to say it's hard to believe that Ash, Lauren Ashton would do, you know, do give in to sexual abuse and be a proprietor of that. Cause he, like I, I, I was saying this like time and time again, like his whole platform, like his, most of his career or at least of his ultra famous career, he has always used his voice and he would always used his voice to speak out about against injustice. He's spoken out many times about sexual abuse. Uh, he's spoken against racism. He's spoken against bigotry. He's spoken against, you know, like just absolute hate on all forms and, he's always been very vocal about, you know, calling out injustice where it lies. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is one of those things. And it's just so hard for the community. Cause it's like. To have looked up to somebody like that. And yeah. Just he hear. just, he just had such a positive voice. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to believe that someone who has constantly spoken out about this kind of stuff perpetrating it yeah. is per is you know the one who's perpetrating it it's just one of those things like not even just like bass nectar but edm like when you first like took me to my first show like show i don't like going to concerts and i'm always super nervous and anxious about it and like i'm always like scared that i'm gonna get like separated from the group or whatever but when you, you took me to my first edm show it was like I felt comfortable with everybody around me because that's just the vibe that everybody gives off. Like if you get separated from a group, you're going to have people come up to you and be like, are you OK? Like, let me help you find your group. Like, it's not going to be like one of those things where you're scared something's going to happen. Right. So the fact that these things were happening behind the scenes, like, is just kind of like scary. It's, it's yeah, it's scary. And it's. It's I'm glad that our community, the EDM community can, you know, come together and say, hey, this is not the kind of behavior we want within the scene and we don't want it to represent us. You right. know, like we and it, it makes it makes me happy to see that the community is continuing to tr try and preserve a safe space for each other. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was one of the most heartbreaking things, you know, for me as of recently, because it's just, I met a lot of amazing people um, through Base Nectar. I made a lot of, met a lot of amazing friends, especially within this year, like, and we're going to have to find some other artists now to go flock to and <laughs> yeah, get ratchet at, so <laughs> Yeah, but I'm it's 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 negative. It's one of those negative things that happen, but it's positive because, you know, hopefully the victims are getting some restitution. And not only um, that, but it's like allowing like people coming out about it is also making it more of not as a how do I put this? Not as scary of a thing for other people to come to about. Come out. Right. About, yeah. Like because I think that's Sexual the biggest assault. thing. Most people are afraid to Talk use about. their voice 
and talk about this kind of stuff, but you know, it's important at the end of the day. And I just hope that the, you know, the victims and those coming forward kind of get the, I don't need get comfort, you know? So speaking of the music industry, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, or not even a week ago, I don't think, Kanye announced that he is running for president. And, oh, I just, what is with these stars thinking that they can be president? Like, stay in your lane. <laughs> I don't, okay, so I don't know what you think about it, but like, as, as you know, we're still talking about sexual abuse and sexual assault here. As of right now, you know, I don't think Kanye has any sexual assault allegations. Okay, but... Biden he, does, I just, and Trump does. No, and, I know. None of them are good choices. But what I'm saying is, <sighs> I don't understand why people that have never... Like, don't have the experience they need to become president just think that they can be, run for president and be good at it. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I I mean like, that's kind okay, of just cool. the way you it's set up. Okay, cool. You started a successful business. Like that doesn't mean you're fit to run a whole country. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, yeah, Kanye has like twenty different businesses, and they're all doing fine. But like he's like a super multimillionaire. But like but, he's not fit to run the country. But this is this is my thing. You know, Kanye has had a lot of questionable, <laughs> questionable things he's done in the past. You know, when he came out on television and said that George Bush hates black people, <laughs> when he interrupted Taylor Swift and told Taylor Swift she didn't deserve her award, you know, when he was acting all crazy before that with the whole Yeezus thing and but at the, this is what is enticing and i know this is ignorant like this is just me being stupid but like again no sexual assault allegations that okay. that i that i know of okay i'm not well Continue. researched someone wants to hit me with the brick and like correct me please do uh send it not to literally our email at overboard cast at gmail.com i'll have it linked yeah and um but no sexual assault allegations he started from the bottom now he's here started from the bottom he is the only presidential candidate at this if if he if he is truly running like that understands what it is like to live in poverty and okay, but to at the not same time, have money and they know what it's like for underprivileged communities. Biden doesn't know shit. Biden Trump doesn't know shit, but it, like Biden wants to say he knows stuff, but he's not going to fight for those people because the only reason Biden's in the race here is because he wants to get Trump out of office. Biden doesn't have a vision for anything. He just, that's the only reason he's there is to get Trump out. My now, thing Trump, is though, on the other hand, is just bah, blah. Like, with Kanye though, it's just like, he barely speaks that, like, as it is. Like, think about it this way. Like, Obama was black. He was born 
in half black. He's biracial. Whatever. Just like us. So are we. Yeah. Um, and he didn't, he, he was president for eight years and he didn't do anything for, uh, the black community, the black community. So like, just because somebody is one color doesn't mean that they're better, like they're better fit for the minority, I guess, if that makes sense. That's true. But Obama is also a politician, so he knows how it works, you know, but he didn't do anything. And I think he knows how it works, but he didn't do anything. Politicians don't do anything. They just collect their money and protect like this is kind of jumping ahead, but like all like, I feel like their actions are just performative to act like they're doing what the people really want, but they're not actually like, I know like we're about to talk about this will probably segue into black lives matter. And, um, but you know, like on your point, like, people started painting the streets of all these cities, right? Like Mm -hmm. the black, like these movements that happened over this month of these protests have been about changing the laws in place. And only a couple places like Colorado has introduced and started working on legislation. Right. To, you know, reform, uh, reform how policing is done in America. Yeah. That's what the people want. Not these paintings that say Black Lives Matter across the street in New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, like not really. I mean, you, obviously it's showing support, but it's not really making a difference. No, it's not. It's really just performative. Like we need real action. Like when I don't know. Hold on. We're still on the Kanye topic. Yeah, we'll get back to Black Lives Matter but, because we will talk about that. But. I think, I don't know, like, I think Kanye, he might not know anything about politics, but neither does Trump. I don't know. While I don't agree with Trump, Trump didn't know crap about politics, right? And he became a politician. And the amount of things he has been able to do in his time as president even if we don't like them, you know, like ice and tightening the borders and yeah. building the wall and um, remaking trade deals with other countries, like that's huge. And that takes yeah. a long time. And he's done that. He's made that a priority over the course of these years. Um, You know, he doesn't take no for an answer. And I'm hoping that's the kind of way Kanye would be too is because Kanye doesn't know a lot about how politics works. You know, he would, I don't know, like light the fire under Congress's butt somehow or do some executive orders. I don't know. I don't know. Because I like to be hopeful, you know, but I feel like it's just the same like freaking cycle over and over again with no matter who's president where, there's something that's not good enough about them. So Congress doesn't want to agree with anything that they do. So nothing ever gets passed. Like that happened with Obama. That happened with Bush. That's happening with Trump. It's just like, it doesn't matter who they are, which side they're for a Democratic or Republican. Like somehow they always get blocked from doing what they want, which leaves us at a standstill as a country 
Yeah. Well, that's a whole another thing. Like that comes down to like the fact that we emphasize the president and the president's power more than paying attention to to our actual senators and our uh, representatives are because at the end of the day they're the ones who make the laws yeah we can sit here and blame trump you know for a lot of stuff and he you know he it's arguable that he's at fault for a lot of things but at the end of the day it's congress who is who who writes the legislation they're they get paid like that is their job they get paid for that and instead they just take their they take their vacations and Mm -hmm. then lobbyists come and then the lobbyists write legislation and then give it to the give it to the uh senators and the 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 representatives and then give the senators and representatives money to push that legislation so they don't even have a hand in writing it you know they just get to say oh yeah like I accepted money for this but i don't know i i think it would be a step in the right direction possibly with kanye at least for getting more minorities in office, because I feel like Kanye would pick, hopefully, a vice president that is a person of color. Well, then you get I we'll get into this once we get into the Black Lives Matter, because we yeah. still have another two topics to cover. But we're going to come back to that. But um, going along with the president, uh, the whole lane thing Mm, okay yeah so positive but also negative at the same time folks positive could be negative could end up negative they they got galane maxwell and like yo that's hype right like and if you don't know galane maxwell is connected to Epstein and says that she's going to name names of people that are related to epstein island and yeah the sex trafficking there um and so yeah she got captured and they got her in custody um i i was reading though like did they put her in the same jail that epstein that died in? epstein died in i think so i think i don't know for sure but i think so like, and i just think it's like that's step you know like what my thing is like like you see all over twitter right now like people uh placing bets on when she's gonna end up dead because you know epstein didn't kill himself um but uh so i just think it's like it could be negative because if she ends up dead nothing's gonna come out positive would be that she does end up getting to trial or whatever and saying the names and you know things getting investigated but even then like are they going to be investigated properly is there going to ever be like an outcome because a lot of stuff recently has not been investigated properly right and And it's been blocked by you know the the government yeah and it's like are they going to make it a public thing or is this going to be a trial behind closed doors where they can manipulate what we as the country hear you know so Mm -hmm. i don't Uh, know yeah i don't know um as of right now yeah she's in jail 
and they gave her they gave her paper clothes <laughs> at at the correction facility and she's accordingly on suicide watch but so was Epstein when he committed suicide exactly. um they took all the sheets and stuff out of her bedroom or out of her room so that she couldn't like tie her neck and try and hang herself like Epstein My question did is, didn't she come in on her free, own free will? Like didn't she turn herself in? Um, or no? I don't I don't know. Um it says she was arrested. I don't know if she I I can't can't find anything that says she turned herself in or not. Huh. Um, I, I don't know if she's hiding. I'm sure she's not very, she's pretty easy to get to, but. Yeah. Um, it's just like going along with the whole sex trafficking thing. Like it came to light that um, in the courts, I'll try to find the link to the article or the video of it, but that um, these kids that are being kept in the cages and stuff in. Oh, God. In retention are being pulled into sex trafficking rings um, by the guards and stuff. I wouldn't doubt it. No, it's like it's been. Oh, it's proven. a fact. Yeah, oh. that's a fact. Like, I'll I'll try to find the video and link it so that <laughs> people well, know see, that I'm not. That's just like so crazy to me. Like. How do you. How. You just, is there such a huge human trafficking ring? Like, where does it stem from? Like, if there's a secret secret society that's out there, right? Like, yeah. Illuminati. Like, that's all the Illuminati does is sex traffic people then is yeah. sell slaves. Because, like, it's such... It just seems like you can't get away from it. You know, like... It's everywhere. And, the, like, the problem stuff. is, is, like with like just cops in general and not saying all cops are part of a sex trafficking ring but like there's been videos coming out since the protests have started where cops have been seen putting like young kids into vans that aren't cop cars and driving off with them and saying that that's not what's happening but like obviously it's what ha it's what's happening so yeah um and it's like if they're in authority, like anybody who's in authority, like it's just so easy for them to get away with it because they have the means to like, you know, listen to radio calls and do all of that stuff. Yeah. Like these people in power and it's messed up. So did you hear about um, the in Milwaukee, there were two teenage girls that were missing in Milwaukee uh, and this was last month mm -hmm. and there was a crowd around the house uh, this house and they tried to like these people all surrounded this house and tried to call the police to say like hey these two girls teenage girls who are missing were gone yeah. and then it not only did it take the police like a long time to get there mm -hmm. the basically the person who was in the house got away and then after the police like were investigating it 
the back of the house caught on fire. Mm. Just happened by chance. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's just like one of those things where it's like so easy for people in power to cover it up. And I'm not right. saying that everybody in power is a part of it, but like. It'd be really hard to get away with doing that as just an average person. Yeah. So the like literally the police came to this crime scene after the people got away. And mm. they like all of a sudden this fire gets started in the house and there's a van. Right. And apparently there was a bloody pair of shorts found in the van. And so all that evidence got mm -hmm. turned caught on fire. Yeah. It's just I don't know. That something doesn't sound right about like that just doesn't seem right. Like it, yeah. At all. Like it's a crime scene at that point and like the police were like reluctant to do anything about it, right? Mm -hmm. Like they weren't trying to you know figure anything out they weren't trying to help these people yeah you know they were trying to get every ba body back away from this house and meanwhile these people in this neighborhood are trying to save these two little girls and everyone the perpetrators got away because the cops didn't respond yeah it's just kind of like a scary thing to think about and also like the fact that it just happens like it happens everywhere and like one day you're just fine and then the next day like someone's missing they're gone and you might never see them again and and it's also like where the where who's who's buying these kids and where are they going and what are they doing with them yeah and you never know like they probably get i don't know it's it's uh it's crazy time we live in but yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully like we said galaine maxwell has been arrested um and hopefully, so hopefully she maybe. she gives some names that hold some weight and we can start cracking down on this because it's absolutely disgusting, you know? Yeah. Um, did you hear about uh I don't want to pronounce her name wrong. I wanna say it's Naya. Naya Riviera. Uh her and her four she was on Glee. She was a one of the an Glee actor on Glee stars. and she's a singer too. And um she has been missing uh, as of right now, as the day of we're recording this. She's still missing. Her and her four-year-old little boy were out on Lake Piru, Piru, Piru I think. Um, and the boy was found about three hours later um, on the boat. The boat was just drifting in the water and... He was sleeping. The four-year-old little boy was sleeping and his mom was nowhere to be found. And so they've been looking for her and scouring this lake for her and uh, have yet to come up with anything or find her body or anything. Um, That's terrifying. And at first, a lot of people were skeptical because, like, she didn't jump in with her um, life vest. So obviously she knew how to swim and stuff. And so people were like, uh how did that happen because apparently like the boy the little boy i mean he's four so i don't know how well you can trust like what a four-year-old say says or like how well he's gonna get out what he means you know what i mean yeah i mean yeah but he doesn't know any better according to 
um, the article that I've been reading, the little boy said that he got on to got he was in the water with his mom. He got back onto the boat and she never did. So a lot of people were skeptical about that at first. Like, how did she just like disappear? Like with a four year old, like, why didn't she get back on the boat with him? Like what happened? All of this stuff. And then it recent, like today, uh, a bunch of people have been talking about how that lake is notorious for having whirlpools that pull you under like six feet or something like that. Oh, wow. And, um, and so that's what I think most people are thinking right now. And apparently that lake doesn't have any like warning signs or anything about whirlpools, but there's been multiple deaths from whirlpools on that lake, which I think is so dumb. Like you would think that like you would at least like there would be a sign or yeah, when you like get a, a boat there, you they would like tell you. I don't know, but that's just, it's really scary. And the fact that they haven't, I think it's been over 24 hours, probably. Yeah, I think it's been over 24 hours at this point and they still haven't found her body. It's just kind of scary. But as of right now, she's considered missing and a lot of people are still in high hopes that maybe they'll find her alive, which I mean... At this point, like, I don't know if that's super. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just, it, that's really weird. Cause it's just like, if she was in the water with her son, like she can't just like, she had to have drowned somehow, you know? Yeah. And then like some people were saying they were skeptical because like the little boy fell asleep or something. And I was uh, like, well, I mean, if he was crying, little kids cry themselves to sleep. So right. like that would make sense. But people were like, well, he just fell asleep and he didn't even like wasn't scared for his mom or anything. Like if I was a four year old, I'd be crying and all this stuff. And it's like, OK, but you're not a four year old and you don't know what goes through. a This is all mind. three hours later. He probably cried for two hours straight and then fell asleep yeah. for that last hour, you know? Yeah. So that's that's why it's just super dude. that's like another like sad story. Like what what is know. going on twenty twenty? Yeah, so prayers go out to their family and to the little boy and hopefully I mean, maybe there is a chance she's still alive and hopefully if she is that they find her and are able to get her the help they need, but yeah, it's for really real. sad. So I guess let's just get to the main thing that's, I guess, happened in June, which was the um, beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, which I feel like we should start off by clarifying for the people who don't know what what exactly the Black Lives Matter movement is for, because a lot of people just think that everyone, like all these black people just want to get rid of uh the the police the police altogether which That's is not what not, it is about no. at all <laughs> so i feel like we should just start by explaining that a little bit so what i believe the movement is about more so is making sure that they're getting proper training because the i mean think about it this way like nurses and stuff they have what like four years five years six years of training to deal with people just to deal with people and um cops have like three months or something like that like it's not a significant amount of time they're not properly trained 
And I think what this protest is about more so is just making sure that they're getting significant training, not only with, you know, weapons, but with de-escalation and not just for black people, but for all people. Like, I feel like there's a big stigma right now that Black Lives Matter is just about black people. And it's not. And it's not. Like, yes, the name says black in it, but it's not. That's not the point of what the movement is. The if point, that makes sense. Yeah. The point is that, you know, the police, the, it, the point is that the black community believes and has deemed the police a threat to them because of unlawful deaths, right? Like at the end of the day, like, I don't care what anybody says, no cop gets to decide if you get to die. Like it's, it's not their job. It's, it's not constitutional because once again, you are considered innocent unless proven guilty in the court of law. Yeah. Constitution right there. So to even have officers who their first resort is to absolutely beat somebody or shoot them. That's that's insane, dude. Like, I it doesn't matter if you're black, white, or you know, like Mexican, or and it doesn't matter. Like, any person should not be getting abused by the police. Like, even if they like resist arrest, I don't think a cop should be able to kneel on a man's neck. Well, not only that, but like, I feel like the biggest problem is like, not only the physical force that they use, but the fact that like their first resort, especially with black people is to pull out their gun. Yeah. Like without evidence of there actually being a gun on the other person, if that makes sense. Like when you see a white person get pulled over, you normally don't see a cop reach for a gun. But for some reason, when they see a black person, that's their first instinct, which I think is just like a horrible stereotype that has been placed on black people for like the longest time is that everybody has a gun and every black person is a threat to your life, which is like so not the case. It's yeah, so far from it. Like, it's just me and Anthony, we're black and white. My mom is white. Our dad is black. Been around black people. Never once have I seen a black person with a gun. Not never, a single time. Never. Not in Detroit. Not in Flint. Um, maybe yeah, and I'm I went not to hanging out in, in the right areas, but I mean, it still doesn't meet. Like I've seen more white males with a gun than I have with guns openly care- walking around, you know, and but at the end of the day, even if they have a gun, that still that's our Second Amendment right. You know, like, even if they have a gun, well, it's our okay, Second Amendment right. Well, okay, let's be fair. I don't think that either side should be pointing a gun at either one of them. No, no, yeah, Unless that's it true. is, Yeah, like, if, like, I will be fair on that. Like, I don't think if you have, like, if you have a gun, you shouldn't be reaching for it in that type, type of situation. should not be pointed at another human, no. Yeah, exactly. So, we'll be fair on that one, but... 
I just think they need like more tra- funding or not more funding. They would need more Better training. training. And then also like a thing that I was thinking about is how much funding they do have and where exactly it's all that money going. Cause it's like the amount of funding, like most of these, uh, what do you call them? Uh, departments or whatever. Yeah. Is that what you call them? Police departments are getting like 50 million over 50 million in funding. And it's like, where exactly is that money going? Because if you think about it, um, cops, they keep the same, uh, like handcuffs, same taser, same, whatever. They keep all their equipment for however long they're there. They don't get new stuff often. Um, same uniforms when they're, they retire, they have to return their uniform. So it's like these things are being reused over and over again. So it's like their budget and that budget isn't going towards getting new equipment every year, like, or at least not a substantial amount. They're obviously not getting the training that they need. So the money's not going there. So uh, where exactly is the money going? And like, I think another pro that's what the defunding is of that you hear in black lives matter is they should like, where's the money going that they need that much. That money could easily be reallocated to the education system, which is completely failing. And like, even in good areas, it's failing, especially in these inner city areas. Well, Um, not even that, like we lived in, we, the school we went to and grew up in, uh, we were in like a, I would say middle class, area it's a middle right? class yeah this is a middle class suburb and when you graduated they um cut half of the teachers off yeah and then my sophomore year they let go even more and then my senior year they not only fired or laid off or whatever uh a handful of an, another handful of teachers but they also switched the schedule around because we were doing an A day B day schedule, which is you have four classes one day, four classes the next, and then it continues over and over again. But they changed it to like the normal seven uh seven class schedule because they couldn't they didn't have the money to fund it. And it's like we that that's a that's a well funded school in my opinion. It was a well funded school. Yeah, yeah. And they can't even do it. So like I can't even imagine what going into a school that's in uh, like a lower class area would be like. Well, yeah, because especially because they have higher populations than our school even did. And they have have half of the resources. And it's just like that money could easily go towards education education. back into the community. It could go into... um, Eliminated student debt. Could Food be, nonprofits, profits to keep people fed and off the street, you know, like. Like even like I think I think it was New York. Uh, their budget was like 53 or 54 million or something. For police? For their funding for a year, per year. And it's like even if you just cut like 10 million off of that, that could easily go towards the education system in dramatically boost right all these schools just that just head million dollars well even in you know like i want to know where the money comes from like like you said like where does the money even come from to fund our police because does it come from our military budget 
or is that a whole separate like budget or calculation because think about it like these police officers like they have tanks Mm -hmm. like the ann arbor police the ann arbor police and the the washtenaw area around here in lower detroit they have tanks they have military grade weaponry right and you know that cost a good amount of money but again it's just like why do they have that like under know. what circumstances will they use that in are those circumstances are they going to use it against actual civilians in case of like a riot is that what you use for riot like why do they have all this tear gas for protests why do they have all these rubber bullets for protesters why do they have these all these riot shields for protesters right but they can't educate people properly they can't cops don't even get paid that much dude they get paid more than they the get, average person does. They get paid more than the average person, but again, they still don't get paid as much as they could, you know, like, and they have all this equipment for stuff they never use. You know, this could go into training. This could go into social services that could keep people off the streets um build up the community shit i'm sure you could put like a couple million of that police fund and put it in a minority business fund or something to promote minority businesses within the community right like Mm -hmm. there's so much they can do with the money and we're not like again it's not about decreasing the number of police it's not about it's 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 the whole movement despite what anybody says is about holding people accountable and honestly like it doesn't even just stop with the movement just doesn't even just stop with police like since this movement has started i've seen an uproar in people coming about out about their sexual assaults i've seen um not only a bunch of um unjust black um killings but a ton of unjust white killings as well um posted by black people um, in support yeah people yeah, are coming saying together. like this is wrong like um what else have i seen i've seen people are starting to really understand supporting small business rather than bigger businesses like this movement has drastically changed uh i guess how our future can look i guess and the fact With that people are able to like feel like they have a voice yeah and not only that like back to the point where you said about businesses and small businesses that's a big thing like especially during this covid epidemic like right now like small businesses need our support more than ever and it's nice because you know like i live in ypsilanti and there's tons of black businesses around here Mm -hmm. you don't know about them because yeah nobody but but, or at least i didn't know about them but now that this is all this has happened you know i think the black lives matter movement and the community like they are there's been a push for minority business which has been awesome Mm -hmm. um minority owned businesses small businesses so we can start building the community and 
kind of leveling the playing field, right? Because it's like, yeah, as of right now, the main people who get their um are in charge of commerce in cities and in in municipalities around the country. Is it's you know like mostly just white folks who have been doing this for a long time and and to the people that are saying like you know the all lives matter like yeah all lives do matter that's why this movement is here because they're trying to make that so that all lives matter because it's as of right now it's not fully true and there is and a lot of people say are like well racism's not even as bad as it used to be and um we've made so many improvements and like you guys just don't even know because you're not old enough you weren't there and stuff and it's just like just because you've come like 70 percent of the way does not mean that you don't have to go that the whole the re- yeah the whole hundred percent yeah. and it's just like there is like even with these protests firing up you see like the amount of racism that i've seen just from the these protests is insane like people like the kkk rallies have been going on and like all of this other stuff and it's like that's still here and yet you guys are saying that it's not a problem exactly and that's like it's just that's scary like they i it's that's one of the scariest things that though these racists will have a plat they have a platform right now to speak and it's not like my issue that's come, you know, the issue that we're seeing, like you said, with this racism coming out of all these protests is how do these people like think that that is okay to just let, let racist have a platform like that. Yeah. Like, even if you're like, these are the same people who are like, I'm not a racist. I don't see color. I love all colors and people. You know, I don't see it that way. But then as soon as you say, oh, these guys are waving Confederate flags and it's a KKK rally, they they never say, oh, well, those people should be arrested or those people deserve to be pepper sprayed or those people deserve to be shot with rubber bullets. Yeah. And it's like the same like they're spreading the hate. The protesters that were getting sprayed with pepper spray and bullets and tear gas for Black Lives Matter. They weren't even doing any, like most of yeah. them weren't even doing it. There was a couple instances a couple where you protests. saw yeah. riots, but they became riots because the police decided to start tear gassing them, to start pushing protesters around, to start arresting protesters. And when you start pressing people who are already very clearly angry about something and then push them with violence and start attacking them that puts you into fight or flight mode. So some people are going to flee the people who are fighting. That's a riot right there. And that is perpetuated by the police and their training and their action and how they dealt with the protesters. They could have easily let not blocked off the protesters who were marching. They could have easily, you know, but in the cities where they didn't, they were completely peaceful. There was right. no problems. Right. And like my thing is like the people and the people that are saying like, oh, well, they shouldn't fight the police and they should just listen and stuff. And like 
they were rioting. That's why the police came in. It's like th- those same people didn't watch these live streams that have been going on. No. They didn't they didn't see what it was like before the police came. And yet they're saying this. And it's like, if you didn't see it, you can't say you can't you can't make assumptions. And I think that's the problem with media nowadays is people just put what they want to put out there and they don't look into it. So you see something on Twitter and you're like, oh, I believe that. Or you see something on the news and you're like, well, it's on the news. So it has to be true. Right. And like you don't get the full story on. No, I don't think there's any news outlet out there that you get the full story. There's there's very few because. No, I I don't think there's any like truly. That Probably show not. the entire full story of it, because how can you? If it's one person writing the article, you get it from that one person's view. You know what I mean? That's, so it's like, that is very true. It's always so, skewed no matter what. Right. Even and it's if just they like, say it's objective. You need to, re- I guess, like research what you're doing before you, or what you're saying before you say it. Because people are like, well, they were doing all this before the police came and stuff and it's like were they like did you see the videos because i have and i don't i didn't that's, see any of that's that not, so. they were all if you watch the live streams anyone who watched the live streams i watched the live streams of detroit and of the ones in los angeles and um the detroit free press was on the front lines mm-hmm. and right with the front of the protesters and right on the line, like in between the police and the protesters, they were getting footage. And that was the most horrifying thing I've ever saw It's these people. And they were marching down the street, you know, they're doing Mm -hmm. their protest, no vandalizations going on. I mean, the most that they're doing is blocking traffic, but well, that's like the, that's every, every protest, every March, Every protest that is in the form of a march takes place in the middle of the street. Like, well, not even that, but they history. had that visual, the violin visual, and they were in a public park or something. They weren't in the street. Everybody was just sitting down, listening to these people playing violin. For, for Elijah, for, for Elijah, yeah, for Elijah. And they were just sitting there. They were in. They weren't in the streets. They weren't blocking any sidewalks. They weren't blocking any businesses. They were sitting in a park listening to violins and then they get pepper sprayed because of it and it's like okay yeah. like you're saying we can't be in the streets you're saying we can't be here like where, where can we be yeah apparently you got to do it like the 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 people who don't like the lot didn't like the quarantine and the lockdown and you got to show up to the state capitol with guns strapped to your back yeah i don't know that's i i don't know like it doesn't make any sense like that's what was horrifying. Like the Detroit protests watching that live stream was like these peaceful protesters. And then the police start coming at them with riot shields and billy clubs. And then they, you know, they rest a few people and start marching towards the protesters, blocking the protesters way. Mm-hmm. And the protesters are facing off with the police, not doing it. They're still not throwing rocks, They're still not throwing things at the police. They're just chanting. They're just yelling. And then the police just start tear gassing them and shooting rubber bullets at them and stuff. And you're just like, how? How? Like, yeah, and I, that- I, I don't I don't understand. Like, I literally don't understand how that is the response to a peaceful protest. And then when chaos ensues, they sit down and turn around and they say, 
these protesters were violent. They were rioting and breaking stuff. And yes, it got to that point, but that's because you literally like kicked a hornet's nest. Like they tear gassed and shot rubber, rubber bullets at a hornet's nest and expected Minneapolis expected Los Angeles um, in whatever other city, what is it, maybe Seattle or something, expected them not to get angry and go crazy. Yeah. To protect themselves, protect their own. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. This is crazy times. But I just like, I hope what comes out of this again is what we talked about earlier is not that performative activism. Like we don't want Lancey Pelosi and all these other congressmen walking into Congress, con- uh, Congress in kneeling down with Kente cloth on like that's a racist in itself. Like to well, be wearing co- Kente cloth, trying to say you're being supportive and solidary, just pass the laws that need to be passed and make that a priority. I don't want to see that you're down with the cause. Just make the laws do your job. Yeah, exactly. And like a lot, another thing I've been hearing is like the Confederate flag isn't like racist. It's not a racist flag. And it's like, okay, even if it wasn't, even if let's just say it wasn't in the beginning at all, let's just say that. It has become racist today because that's what racist people use as a sign. Yeah. Like whenever you see a KKK rally, what flag are they always They're have? flying the Confederate flag. It's and a whenever... fucking, it's a Nazi flag or it's a, it's a fat red swastika or it's the Confederate flag in also and the so, American flag. So, And it's like that thing. It's like, okay, if you believe it wasn't. It, then maybe it wasn't okay believe that but now i'm telling you that today it is racist. it is yeah like and even if it wasn't in the past it that's what it has become today because of how people use it and how when people bring it out they bring it out when they're doing something racist like since all these rallies have started you've seen people hang up confederate flags around their houses that are racist or people who are you know yelling at people have confederate flags tattooed on themselves it's like it, maybe it wasn't back then, but it is now. It, it's it really is now, and it's just a symbol of like, I don't know. It's crazy. So like again, me and Jenny are from Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. And the amount of people that have Confederate flags in Michigan is like kind of disgusting. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense because Michigan is the North. Like we're literally bordered with Canada. Like we're pretty as far north as you can get and these people have confederate flags and they're like woohoo southern heritage and we don't have southern accents in michigan i don't, <laughs> no, I don't care don't. where you are in michigan you don't have us we we definitely have a midwest you know corn-fed accent but we do not have a, have southern, a southern accent, accent yeah. by any nowhere means. in michigan and, not even in the up and you have these people in Michigan waving their Confederate flags around and they're like, yeah, man, it's Southern heritage. I'm like, well, do you have family from the South? They're like, no. no. Oh, like, okay. oh, oh, you, you live in the suburb, you live in a rural area around a suburb in Michigan, right? 
and that mm-hmm. makes you country. And then, then they're like, yeah, I, I do blue collar farm work and I go hunting. I'm like, that doesn't make you Southern. That just makes you a normal human being. Like people have been yeah. hunting since the beginning of time. Like everybody in Michigan hunts. Blue collar work most is absolutely do. normal. Yeah. Everybody in Michigan hunts. Again, we are the farthest, one of the farthest North states in the country. Yeah. We we had the Underground Railroad running through Michigan for slaves to get into Canada because mm-hmm. we were known for our free thinking and um progressive mindset like michigan is the last place southern heritage would be in in my opinion you know like i i was born in texas y'all like i am more southern than any person in michigan who was born in michigan and is repping one of them confederate flags yeah, I don't I do there's just so much I wrong digress. with like the world right now. People are just silly. They're just silly gooses, man. It's uh and what we it really comes down to education. This is one of those things. Yeah. Um it really comes down to education right now and making just, sure you know all the facts before you I'm make not an saying, opinion. And like everybody wants to say education and oh schools are brainwashing you too. And it's like it's not. It's just like learn the information and then well, make my up thing your is, own is like mind, I've but... been in college for two years and I've never heard I don't I haven't taken any history classes and I've never heard a single like my opinion is not swayed by the classes I take. Right. I've never heard it should never be. Yeah. Like you learn, I mean, obviously you learn the information and then you make up your own opinion, but it's not like teachers are sitting there cramming a certain ideology down your throat. Now, like I, I, I'm sure that there are professors that do that, but there's, that's not a certain way. I, I have had a professor personally who thinks a very certain way. And would try and make it think that hit, you know, make His you way think is the, right way. is the right way to think. But as an individual, everybody in the class understood that that's just what he thought. That's just what he thought. Opinion. It didn't represent, you know, what he was teaching us was for us to learn. And it was good for us to learn, but it helps us make better choices in the future when we weigh those options, when we critically think and I don't know what it is about critically thinking these days, but people just think it's too hard. So they got to believe the first headline they see on Facebook, the first headline they see on Twitter, the first headline they see on the news, see on Instagram. Like I'm going to say this right now too. Like if you get your news, if you found it on Facebook, if you found it on Twitter, if you found it on Instagram, that is not a credible source. You need to look harder. It's not a credible source. I it's I don't care what it is. You know, like it's a people's opinions. Most things that get posted on social media platforms are opinionated posts because they fit the proper marketing algorithm um, that the, you know, the computer looks for to broadcast to you because you are a number. Yeah. People are trying to get money from you. 
they don't, they're just pandering to you to get the, to get that money out of you. So it's not, if it's on social media, probably not true. I don't, I don't even care if it's from a reputable news source. If it's on social, if it was posted on social media, type it in somewhere else, search it somewhere else. Right. Look for more information on it because sorry, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, snap chisel, my nizzle. And while we're on like the topic of Black Lives Matter, I want to go a little bit further and say, let's just talk about in stereotypes in general, because obviously the main stereotype about black people is that they're all dangerous or threatening or thieves. And the main stereotype about white people is that they are privileged and they don't care about anybody else. And the main stereotype about, you know, whatever Mexicans is that they're illegal. And the main stereotype about all the, like my thing is, is like, if you don't, for instance, going back to the whole gun thing, like to anybody listening right now, have you ever seen a a black person with a gun? If you haven't, where does your fear come from about being around a black person? And same thing with a white person. Movies don't count. Movies don't count, by the movie. way. Yeah, a movie doesn't count. I'm talking <laughs> like, about in person, in person, like face to face. You saw somebody with a gun. And on that point, like even for black people, every white person you come across is not racist. Yeah. Is not thinking that they're better than you. You know, like they. There's people out, like there's there people out there that support you. Not every white person is a racist. Not every black person is a threat to your life not every uh mexican Mexican is illegal illegal. like Like, if you and my thing is like so many people learn from what their their parents say or what from media says and it's like okay but have you seen it in person like have has it happened to you in person have have you like have these things actually happened to you have you seen it are you basing off your your opinion off of something that your ancestors told you or you know like like all this stuff like people like racists that pass on racism to their kids it's like as the kid have you seen that or are you just going off what your parents have told you well have at done? that point uh, they are you know like the kids are just going off what their parents have learned like it's, it's just like one of those things it's like you need a like don't just follow blindly i guess is what i'm trying to say like i don't want to b- compare this to like the holocaust but like for instance hitler he had this notion that all these jews were bad and then all of a sudden all these other people started deciding the same thing and now all of a sudden all these jews are being killed for the fact that they're a jew with no evidence that they actually were a problem like other than the word of Hitler and all these people follow blindly and that's the same thing with racism is like you hear it or you learn it from one person and then you just apply it to everyone and not just racism racism but all stereotypes it's like you hear it from somebody and then you apply that to every single other person that fits in that criteria like their skin color or if they're a Jew like you can't just that was one of the worst, like, uh, genocides ever. 
And it was all because one person said, hey, let's kill all these Jews. Yep. They're not good. And it's like a whole nation. And we, I don't know, we see that a lot, like with people calling out certain, you know, cultures and we can't do that. Like, I don't know. I think just people need to be more like mindful of what, not only what they're saying, but also the stereotypes that they believe in and not just in the terms of a black person, but in all races and in all, um, just all stereotypes, I guess. Like if you haven't met that person or you haven't like form your own opinion based off of what you've seen, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess don't, I mean, what you're saying is like, don't stereotype a person. Like it's really freaking simple. Yeah. Not to stereotype a person. There are bad black people out in the world. Yes. Are all bad black people bad? No. No. Are there bad white people in the world? Yes. Are all of them bad? No. It's just like one of those things. Yeah. It's just one of those things, man. Yeah. And then I guess we can move on Moral to of the story. Don't stereotype. Just don't be a butthole. Yeah. For I real. Don't know. Like, just like who let people are live, you? you know? Yeah. Like, who are you to try and bring darkness into another person's day? Like, people deal with darkness enough things that can bring lives, them yeah. darkness in their own life. And if you as an individual are intentionally bringing darkness to another person's life, doing shady stuff, I mean, this can sum up our whole podcast for today. If you are doing things that could bring darkness to another person's life, get out. What are (laughs) you doing? Yeah. Like, don't you think it's this way? Like you have, you literally have to go out of your way to be a bad person. You really do. Like, and it's just like, you don't, you have to go out of your way to be a good person too, or maybe, or maybe, but like, you can just be neutral. Just be new. Just be normal. You know, like just, just be neutral. Don't do bad or good. You don't, you can sit in your house and do nothing all day. Yeah. But don't bring, don't bring another person down. Don't, but you really, you really do. You really have to go out of your way to be a bad person. Like you can be neutral. You can be normal. You can be good. It's not hard guys. It's, it's literally not hard to be not to be, to not be a bad person. It's not hard. It's not hard to not bring darkness into another person's day. Like it's not hard. If you can bring light into another person's day. And just to like end off this, this whole entire podcast, just when it comes to like the sickness, whether it's COVID, whatever it is, sickness, racism, rape, bullying, whatever, just because it's not affecting you or you don't see it or it's not happening to you, it doesn't mean that it's not real for somebody else. It doesn't mean that exactly. it's not happening to somebody else. And it doesn't mean that it's not an important cause to be talking about. So just keep that in mind when you're saying things about, you know, whether it is sickness or racism or rape, like just because it's not happening to you does not mean it's not bad. 
or it's not happening. It's not important. Like, like, I don't know. Just keep that in mind. And just a sincere thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened all the way up until this point, because this is a more serious podcast and um, we do want to spread positivity and light. And um, the fact that you guys are listening and tuning in is a lot of support and we are very thankful for it. And very much. Um, yeah, just spread the light, I guess. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know where to find us. We'll be in the links below if you don't. Uh, and we'll see you on the next episode. We'll get to steadier waters eventually.